0: Okay.
1: Hello, and welcome to the B Team podcast. My name is John Macy. Today I am joined by Boris.
0: Yeah, I have nothing. <laughs> That's fine. We've got plenty of other stuff. And Milos. Hello. Misha went.
2: Okay. Misha's here.
0: Oh, Oh, you didn't say it. I like introduced you. You didn't say
1: anything.
2: Yeah, I say hello, 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 like three times.
1: Oh, I didn't hear it. Okay, that must just be a blip. Okay, probably. Hopefully, Hopefully it'll show up on the recording. Uh, Welcome to ugly, ugly intros number two. (laughs) Um, Okay, and we are here for our. I don't want to say weekly because we've really been dropping the ball on weeklies with this cartoon, but um, just scheduling (laughs) and all (laughs) scheduling and all that we do scheduling and all that, we do what we can, I guess. So, um, we are here to review the last three episodes of Star Trek Lower Decks. Um, Justin may show up depending on, I think he's out camping somewhere, and if he gets back by the time we're, if we're still going when he gets back, he might come into the tail end. Um, there is one, uh, Trek-related news item that I thought was worth mentioning, um, As of last Tuesday, I believe, uh, Paramount has officially pulled Star Trek Four off their production schedule. Um, Once Matt Shackman left a couple weeks ago to go do Fantastic Four for Marvel, I was pretty sure this was happening anyway. Um, And I have to say this entire, and I hesitate to even call it a production, because it never really got that far, but uh, I... Uh, just for my two cents, I'd like to say the entire production of this movie has been a fucking clusterfuck for months. Um, this, it, If this had actually really gotten anywhere, I feel like textbooks would be written about how this is not how you make a movie. Um, yeah, but aren't you glad that you're not an
3: investor, investor in that company or a partner in the ownership or whatever in that company? I mean, imagine all the money you lose.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I think, though, the thing is, like, this didn't get far enough to have a lot of money put into it, because...
2: Which is the thing, the second they announced that they're doing the movie without actually signing on anybody of oh, the actors, like, then you knew this isn't yeah. going to go anywhere.
1: Right. No, I, I knew that the second every actor was like, oh, that's news to us, they didn't tell us they were doing that. As... Oh for sure.
3: Yeah, yeah. That 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 was a piece of
1: news that's incredible. Yep. Um and my big thing is, you know, if you're if you're Paramount and you do actually want to do one of these a fourth one of these movies eventually, you're basically going to have to wait until Urban stops doing the boys because it seems to be a year-round filming show. So, I don't know when he's going to find the time to do that unless they're willing to do one of these movies without McCoy, um which would be kind of pointless to me, but hey. You know,
3: um, for all I care, they can just stop making uh, making the original cast or crew all together, like. I mean, there's only so many Star Trek fans out there anyway. Let's just make a Star Trek movie, set it in whatever universe and time period you want. Just get us a good ship, good crew, put them in a good adventure, write a good story, and I'll be happy, man. I mean, how much... Uh, uh, what does Paramount think? How much uh, Star Trek fans do they have? I mean, seriously, guys. I mean, if you want to draw the crowd in, I mean, give us a good story. Don't just you know bank on the uh, on the fandom to 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 you know yeah. support you or uh, bring in a new crew. You gotta you know you gotta do something yourselves,
2: dudes. I, Come I on. I read an article somewhere. Well, actually, I'm I'm a fan. I'm a big fan of the Kelvin universe. Yeah. So a fourth movie is something that I would definitely love.
1: I was but, I I am a fan of it as well. Um and we will eventually get to uh reviews of, you know, the Kelvin movies. Uh although our incentive for doing that is kind of gone now, but we're we'll do it anyway. Um we were originally going through all the movies because we thought this thing was happening. Um so uh but I was, I remember being, and we'll talk about this more when we do the first one, uh, the 09 one anyway. Um, I remember being very skeptical of it at first, just the idea of recasting all those people. And then within, it was kind of similar to uh, my initial reaction to Fellowship of the Ring. Like, within a half an hour, I was just completely sold. I was like, okay, this is different, but it's not... You know, it's not so far off base that I'm like, get me out of here,
3: um, dude. I don't mind the Kelvin Universe. I like the first and the third movie. Second one, not so much. But uh, I mean, you, you, they can do a movie set in that universe with another crew. You know, they can, they yeah. can do, uh, they can do. You know, Kelvin Universe. They can do Star Trek Voyager where they just give us, you know, Captain Janeway uh, set up in a uh, here or whatever, like. They can play with whatever, for all I care. I mean, there's so many things they can do, but they just, you know, like, bring in, you know, go back to Quentin Tarantino, just tell him to do his, that movie he had an idea for. Just do that. Do anything. Like, just do something good. Yeah. I, I don't I, care, I I, but seriously. I
2: consider that the Star Wars paradox in which every Star Wars thing has to be about Skywalkers. It's like, there's a whole oh, for sure, man. history, you know, and, like, yeah, Star Trek does more of it, Uh, you know, you get different crews, you know, most of them, same timeline, but, like, I don't really care, but it's like, you know, hey, branch out. It's like somebody gave you this big-ass canvas to paint on and said, like, you can do whatever the hell you want to, and you're like, I'm just going to concentrate on this corner right here, and I'm going to paint it and repaint it, and it's like there's a whole empty canvas where you can literally do whatever you want. Where if you go to that side, there's no limit to what you can, like, really your imagination is the only limit to what you can put on screen. And it's like, no, 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 I'm going to stick with this because this is something people know. But it's like, eh. I
1: think they're afraid to do, they're afraid to have the Trek movie not be some established part of it
3: yeah, but you know Seth McFarland did the same thing kind of you know, he wanted to do Star Trek. They didn't let him and he made his own fucking Star Trek series, you know, I, and it's doing great. It's doing amazing. he I mean that the Orville is so fucking good. I mean, dudes, just look at your competition and do a movie like they can do a whole mirror universe thing. They can do a universe three one, two point a Z b nine or whatever and just you know make they can do whatever they can make uh the kirk and the uhura and whatever they can make them all monkeys and they're not flying a ship but they're flying a giant space donut or something like they can do whatever man
1: uh, well i think this i think this will just leave them further the idea that they're perfectly fine doing tv and that's
3: and they're doing such a great job with the tv and i can't wait what they have in store but as far as the movies goes they they drop the ball they just gotta find their own and i hate to say that but they gotta find their own kevin feige or someone who will and they all have, have yeah alex kurtzman and whatever but it's like just somebody who will come up with a good movie I, it, like i said go back to quentin tarantino do robert Rod- let him and robert rodriguez do a fucking star star trek movie and let him just have fun with it and just do that you know
1: yeah i would actually be way more down for that now than i w- was when they first announced it
3: of course you would because of all the waiting they keep making us wait and they just Never deliver, unfortunately. I mean, yeah,
1: I'm perfectly fine. It's... I'm perfectly fine with all the TV. The vast majority of it is of of significant quality. So you know. Um, oh, for sure. Season two of Picard aside, which I laugh at. <laughs> <laughs> I already <laughs> forgot about that. Which I yeah. hypocritically laugh at and point at as being bad, even though I just paid for the Blu-ray and it's showing up on Tuesday. Um, but, you know that just shows. Hey, man. You- it just shows you how much of a sheep I am, but whatever,
3: dude. Um, I mean, d- there's just some things uh, that uh, you want to do, you have to do, you can't go against yourself. And, dude, I applaud, as I said to all my guests from uh, Chicago this year who arrived to Croatia to Huar and they've been wearing uh, Cubs jerseys. I always told them, I applaud your fandom. I mean, they just, you know, yeah. it's the same thing with you, man. Yep. Um, but, um, yeah, that's I, fandom for you. I did see... That's article. what fans do.
1: I did see an article today that said, and I don't really care about this because I have, you know, all the movies on physical media anyway. Mm. Um, Paramount Plus pulled all the Trek movies off. Again. Why? I don't know. They probably had some prior rights agreement where they had to go somewhere else for some period of time, and then they'll get yeah. back there eventually. Um, but, you know, that's just how that shit works. I don't... You know, and this is why I, I, I have physical media for everything Trek-related, because at some point, I'm convinced in the next five or six years, uh, Paramount Plus is going to go out of business, and you're not going to be able to get any of that stuff any other way. Um, so that's what I do. Uh, anyway, back to talking about the television. Uh, we have, as I said, three episodes of Lower Decks to go through. So I guess we'll begin with, and some of my plots for these may be, you know the plots for the first two may be sort of limited because I saw them as they came out like two weeks ago um, and didn't actually, because I wasn't entirely sure we were doing this today, so I didn't take the time to watch the first two again. Um, so we'll start with uh, Room for Growth, which uh, was an uptick from, uh, if you remember, the first... Uh, review episode we did for this. We really liked the first two, and then the third one was kind of um. This was an uptick from that. Uh, what I did find.
3: Yeah, I think they did that on purpose.
1: I mean, when you look at the uh, next
3: two episodes after the uh, I mean the the episodes we we're gonna talk about. Uh, they they uh, we guessed. I mean, I thought they dropped the ball, but I think they were just preparing us for the amazing two episodes that were coming afterwards. Yep.
1: Um, I did. And I found I think I found like what what their perfect ideal for this show is, right? Because as much as I did not love Room for Growth, it was an improvement over episode three. Um and I found it like sure. the plots were not you know, the plots that we'll run through very quickly because they're not especially complicated. Um were very simple and I think the whole the core idea for this show, when it's at its best, is like the plots don't matter, and it's just, do you want to hang out with these characters for half an hour? And like, yeah, I agreed. Like, I agree. Okay, I feel like this one did that very well because the plots were were there and that they made sense. But I mean, I wasn't like hanging over what the what the plot resolutions were going to be because they they're not really that important. Um. So, basically, this is... uh... When you look
2: at it, like, the Room for Growth is basically a perfect filler episode.
0: Yeah. Yep.
2: Yep. Like, this is, you know, like, we talked about, like, this Lower Decks really found what it's good at and it does a very good job at it. It's like, Room for Growth is a perfect filler episode. Yep. But you get just enough stuff in there, as you said, like, you want to hang out with these characters, but, you know, Yep, and he really like w- once the next two episode drop, you're like, oh, oh. Yep. mind blown because like you see like as a filler episode, this is perfect, and then it's like as a regular plot episode, like the next two are like just kind of one up each other.
1: Yep. Um. So the the plots that they're most basic here are that on one hand you have Weinler and Mariner and Tendy dealing with I guess there's like an annual a room lottery for cabins and stuff, and they're trying to get um, into this lottery to get bigger quarters, essentially, Um, which I thought was, I mean, works as a concept, but I always thought, you know, that your quarters depended on your rank, so, like, how would they have some lottery system that did that?
3: Well, maybe, you know, maybe that's the uh, Cerritos thing.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, as a concept, it works just fine, and, like, if you don't think about it too much, it's just fine. Um, So then, I mean,
2: technically, they're still ensigns. So I mean, you know. Yep. So there's some some so... great, some
1: hijinks for that, and the, you know they end up having to compete with Delta Shift, who they all, who they hate. Um, because I guess Delta Shift was trying to rig the the computerized lottery thing. So there's some neat moments there. Like they go, they're trying to get to the I think it was the computer core where the the lottery thing lottery computer was. Yeah, I like how they said
3: it was air gapped, which makes perfect sense for a laptop, but yep. kind of doesn't make sense for a computer on board a starship. Yeah. Um I did, lo- <laughs> I
1: did love even though I had one minor hang up with it. I did love that thing where they go to um they go into one of the holodecks and it's this old bank robbery scenario that Shax and Tana are playing through because it's like foreplay for them. Yeah, uh, that yep. stuff, that stuff was hilarious. Although I did take issue with, um, like, I get the fact that Boimler wouldn't understand what a bank was because I obviously don't have them in the in the twenty fourth century because there's no money. But like, I hung up really weirdly on the fact that he kept mispronouncing the word bank. I was just like, well, don't you have other uses for that word in this? You know, like, I get it, but he...
3: Well, it's... I mean, we know the uh, Bolians have a bank that everybody in the Federation oh, uses because they're great with money. Yes. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, it's not that they... And plus, you know, they've been on Deep Space Nine before and whatever. They know what money is. It's not like they're stupid or whatever. It's I just, just that I they don't just, have a need for it. it was funny,
1: and, and in, I guess just the way they had it written were, like, they had Jack Quaid, like, doing this really
2: over-exaggerated, like, is it a bunk? Like, dude... You know what a bank is. You Yeah, but, know what the word but bank is. if you think about it, like if you think about it more closely, once they get to the, the DS Nine, and he plays Dabo, and then at the end he's just like, "I don't need money anyway." Yeah, I did love. So, like, I- even the- even there, they're consistent.
1: Yep, I did love. Though, yep, and some of it also. A lot of my stuff. A lot of the stuff I love that Tony Newsom does is all. A it's really funny and B a lot of it's in the way she delivers lines but like she's amazing in that, yeah. in that same bank scene when she's like whoa, I'd like to withdraw paper with no intrinsic value <laughs> money <laughs> like I, I was just <laughs> dying when she said that I'm like you know it's funny but some of it a lot of it is in the way she chooses to deliver lines and it's just you know and then they go they go down to some uh I guess it was, like, some offshoot of a hydroponics bay where they're, like, growing plants and stuff. And they get exposed to some, like, hallucinogenic thing and and uh, Mariner gets all weird and Boimler develops some giant glowing head. It was very funny. Um, so then they end up uh, running into the Delta Shift people who, like, try to be their friends for a little bit and then screw them over. Um, you know, I mean, it, this is just... It did kind of remind me of, like, an episode of The Office, where it's like, the plot stuff doesn't matter, and you're just enjoying the jokes, and, you know, it's perfectly fine. Uh, the other end of it, which I actually liked way more, was, uh, uh, Freeman sends the engineering crew to, like, a relaxation planet, and they just refuse to stop working, and it drives her insane. Um, which I felt was quite funny. Uh... And the whole thing was that they apparently they have these relaxation communes where like if you're too stressed out, they'll refer you to Starfleet and like send you for like psychological evaluation. And all the engineers are fine, because they're working working on problems and whatever is what they want to do, even then they're off time. But it progressively drives Freeman more and more insane. And when they realize, oh wait, they're gonna take the captain away from us if we don't stop this. And they build her some sort of like stress relief machine that kills all her stress in about five minutes. And that in itself was funny, but the, the the best joke for me was when it was done with Oh yeah. The person in charge of the commune was like, Get rid of this thing or we won't need to exist Um which I thought was was classic. Um so yeah, I mean Perfectly fine episode, I think, if we...
3: Yeah, anyone who knows an engineer, you know, or knows an engineer, or is is an engineer, they know that, uh, you know, they like to tinker even in their time off. It it is really... uh, It is based in reality, you know, so... I appreciate that that, uh, they kept it that way for that uh, part. Because I know a lot of guys who, who are like that, actually.
1: Yeah. I kept expecting, like... Cole Meany to show up or Levar Burton to show up,
3: and oh dude, that would be amazing. Something. That would that would have been amazing. But uh, I
1: I thought what they did here was fine though, and I mean, um, you know, I like you guys have both said, and I think we've all said in the time we've been doing this show at least, like, this show is at a point where it's very comfortable with itself, and they just don't, you know, some people might say they don't. Take risks or whatever, but why would they have to? Like in an
2: animated show, you can do whatever you want, and it's just pretty a, much yeah. a question. Yeah, this goes back to the whole like, you know, the, your imagination is the only limit to what you can do. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, like when you look at it, and you know, it really shows you how ridiculous in a way the show actually is. Is after the Delta Shifts kind of screws them over and they decide not to enter the lottery. It's like when Rutherford comes back oh, yeah. like well, you know, you, you find out that the Delta Shift like took the room the reason why they pulled off from hacking because they didn't want to be split up. And it never even dawned on them that the room is big enough for all four of them to share the yeah, room. Rutherford was- and then when Rutherford comes back, it's like why didn't you guys just rig the lottery and we could have shared the room? And it's like, no. <laughs> never entered our mind. And he was like, of course I want you to put me in there. I
1: was trying to get that room for all four of us, you idiots. <laughs> um,
2: exactly. you know, so it's like, it's funny. It's, you know, the story is like there to keep you interested, but it's like you want to, you know, these are like the people you want to hang out with. Yep. And I think this show is like, hits that perfectly.
1: Yeah, hold on my computer timed out here I'm on my work computer right no now. worries. I'm on my work computer right now because the microphone's better <laughs> but
3: no worries dude yeah all, right.
1: No, all that right gets us through room for growth uh, like I said uptick from uh, the the fantasy space rocks one which is probably the low point of the year so far okay? even though that in itself wasn't too bad um, and uh,
3: okay I mean, you can't you can't blame them because they really are experimenting with a lot of stories, with a lot of scenarios, oh, yeah. characters.
1: And it's they really of- are
3: building. They they are expanding the universe in a way with a lot of lot of things. And it's got to yeah. be
2: hard too because it has the. And I get it. Like I think, and this is the freedom that this is something that you want to see, Paramount doing in their TV shows and like, eventually in their movies. It's like take this freedom that they keep on taking stuff like lower decks. And it's like, if you can bring this to live action stuff, like people would love it. People would enjoy this. Stuff.
1: Oh, if you kind of did a live so, action show where the, that was less restrained, you mean, or no,
2: it's just, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just less restrained. It's like, it's not, you know, it doesn't have to be in these boundaries, you know, because like when you put yourself in a box, it's like, this is exactly what we have to do. And this is the only thing that we're going to do. It's like, you limit yourself. Oh. Basically, you cut your knees off, <laughs> and it's like you're exactly right. Yeah, you not really. You know, there's only so far you can go with a boxed, you know, mindset like that. Yep,
1: you're exactly right, and I think we're gonna get a test of that to some degree when Boimler and Mariner show up on lower decks on a very on a true. Screen
2: and screen I screen and screen. I, and I really really hope that's a beginning of something.
1: You mean the
3: strange yes, new world? Yes, yes. Boimler like, and Mariner yeah. are humbled <laughs> the title
2: there. Yes. Um, yeah but I think there's gonna be a real like a test and I hope that they actually that episode works and I hope that Paramount actually learned something from it it says like you know what screw the box let's think outside the box
1: well I feel like I feel like Strange New Worlds is the show to do that in because even in the first season there have been like two or three episodes of the ten that were like you could tell they went to Paramount and said, okay, we've got this completely crazy idea. Here's what we're going to do. Like, I would argue the one with the, the spock to Pring body swap was that, and the one with the, oh, with sure. the, the children's book world was that, you know? So, I mean, I feel like there's... Yeah. New World is definitely the show that's already kind of pushing the box a little bit if you if you want to pull uh
3: the uh children's fantasy uh book uh with the uh with the uh lower decks uh comparison remember that episode in the second season where um what's his face the chief engineer goes back to his home planet because his mom his mom wants him to become a queen like that whole that whole uh fantasy planet or whatever you know medieval you know whatever i mean that's kind of you know think out of the books you know and yeah. they made a whole planet out yeah. of it
1: okay which brings us to uh reflections uh which is the second one that we're going over today now I, I like i said i watched this when it came out two weeks ago i remember the rutherford stuff if you had you could not i have no memory of what the other characters did in this show whatsoever so if you guys want
2: Oh, Boimler and Beckett, they were at the booth. Oh, the
1: recruitment booth. Okay, yep. yep. Oh, right, right, yep. right, right. Yep. So they get sent by...
2: And that was the, that was the archaeologist who was there right. to steal something. So they, and- get
1: sent by, so, they get sent by yeah. ransom to do, like, the... There's some, like, fair on some planet, and they get sent by ransom to do the, the Starfleet recruitment booth, and they just keep... They keep whoring Starfleet out to people around them, and there's some like rogue archaeologist next to them.
2: And uh, they were actually ordered not to step to foot outside oh, of Oh, right. Cause he's ransom. Otherwise, he was going to send them to like, to, I don't know, Asteroid 80 some or something. Shitty I can't remember. It's like some
1: shitty Starbase. Yeah. Starbase, yeah. Starbase 80. Starbase 80. Yeah, Starbase 80. Right. So. Um,
0: I know it was something game. So
1: she's really trying to do that. Like, cause she doesn't want to, she doesn't want ransom to have something over her. And then you also have this, like, rogue archaeologist in the booth next to them who's like, oh, Starfleet's terrible, I don't know what you people are doing this for, and just, like, constantly challenging that. Um, now, I don't particularly like this character, but does anyone else think this might have been a missed opportunity to have Vash in here?
2: Who? Mm, yeah. Vash. Uh, Vi- could have been. Like, if you're gonna bring an archaeologist who's... Oh, Walsh.
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. Probably
2: ...planning to steal or rob well, museum... I guess,
1: technically,
2: I then, guess yeah. technically
1: she didn't really hate Starfleet, though. I mean, she constantly wanted to bang Picard. So, I mean, it's not like she, she wasn't like...
2: Yeah, but they could have made it work. They could have made it work, and it would have been a nice throwback. Yeah, I mean, I don't
1: particularly like you know. the character, and I think what they did was fine. But I, I remember watching it going like, oh, you could have very easily gotten Vosh for this, and at least there would have been that little uh, side mention there, um, but that goes on progressively. And it's...
2: yeah, but I also think the archaeologist chick that she's going to come back oh, at yeah, some point definitely because
1: they they kind of they right. kind of
2: the whole yeah the whole thing with her and Beckett is just they're going to yeah, bring they it they kind of
1: leave it somewhere where you can tell that Mariner's sort of intrigued by the idea of going off and doing that rather than uh, being a Starfleet screw-up all the time. Um, exactly. And then the, the thing I thought was hilarious is, you know, and we'll just knock this stuff out, because I think the vast majority of the discussion with this one is the Rutherford stuff, um, that, um, you know, they keep getting pushback from people as they're trying to recruit people, and uh, Boimler, you know, and Mariner's being very careful to not go outside of the limits that Ransom places on her. But uh, Boimler fucking loses his shit and attacks people. Like,
2: oh, that was the best scene ever, man. That was, that was that was the most fun love, there, was Boimler, yeah. just losing, like, blowing. And then, and then people came in to start signing up for Starfleet because it's like, hey, Starfleet gave him that kind of confidence. Yep. Sign, and there little sign things, up.
1: like, they had the... And we talked... I think we ended up talking about this episode last time we did something. Uh they had the move-along home aliens in the background. And at one point, Boimler goes to them and says, stop trapping people in games. What the hell are you people doing? Um, And there were just a bunch of, there were a bunch of little references to other things in that scene where he flips out, but that was the one that I remembered. Um, And yeah, it was just a good, solid little, you know, the kind of, the kind of plot you would have in like this, if this show is supposed to be, you know, more of an office type workplace comedy, Even this is the kind of thing you would do. Like and it works.
2: Yeah, but it also really does kind of freshen things up. Yeah. Just because like usually it'd be Mariner who would be blowing off and Boilmer would be the stoic like, one. So see their roles yeah, reversed. I would
1: argue that they're also trying to um and you know I think they want they want character growth for everyone. All, at least the four four leads. I, oh yeah. I feel for like for ones, Boimler, yeah. you're in a, you're in a tough area because he's such a early on. He's such a rule follower and a brown noser and whatever. Like they have to do things to make him. And I, you know, people like Jack Quaid and everything, but I feel like you have to do things to make make him so that he's not like constantly getting on people's, even the audience's nerves. Like if they hadn't hadn't developed yeah. that much in the last two and a half years or whatever, I wonder if there would be people that would be tuning the show out because it was just like, oh, him whining about rules again, oh Jesus, like ha- haven't we learned anything by now? um so this whole idea of like I thought that whole thing from the the hunt episode where he decides to be more assertive would go away after that. But they've obviously continued, decided to continue to keep playing that because um, it still comes up. In, well, it's great for character uh, development. It still true. comes up in like every episode that he's making the decision to be less of a putz. Um, but anyway, that brings us to the main event with this one, which was all the stuff with. Hey, do we do we know how old they are? Um, we don't. I mean
3: yeah because i mean yeah it always amazes me kind of uh, here's the thing you know how some guys you know they grow up late or mature late or whatever and it just you know sometimes takes a while for them to gain their confidence Mm -hmm. or even you know get any it just takes them a while so i'm thinking you know boimler is either way too young or he grew up way too isolated, you know, uh from other uh, from uh, I think uh, people. is
2: just like, no, I think that's totally wrong. Both I, would that Boimler, I would assume that I would think know, man. that Boimler is supposed to be
1: probably I mean if if the Cerritos was his first posting right out of the academy, I would assume he might be like twenty five because even when yeah. he, even yeah. when yeah. the show starts, he's already been on the ship for a year. Like, because he's been de- I think in one of the very early episodes they say he's been serving with Mariner for a year and he still doesn't understand her so like he's at most like 24, 25 I think uh, Mariner is supposed to be older than that because she's been bouncing around for a while um, we, yeah, find- the, yeah, we, we find we find out in this episode that I think Rutherford is older than we believed him to be um, because I wouldn't yeah. I would have assumed yeah. at first that he was around the same age as Boymler. Maybe they went to the academy together, uh, but I don't. Based on what this episode gives you about Rutherford, I don't think that's true. And like,
2: I think, I think he might be the oldest yeah, of the group. And like
1: you said, I think Tendy is supposed to be the young. Probably. Um, yeah,
2: I think Tendy is like fresh out right. of the academy. And I think they
1: do say in the pilot or one of the very early ones that this was her first posting. Um. So yeah.
2: That's why she's still amazed yep. with everything. So else,
1: we so. get to um we get to the Rutherford stuff and I forget exactly what the inciting event for this was. Like did he do something that caused the the implant to go wacky or does, does it just happen? Um, cuz I honestly don't remember.
2: Uh he and Tendi were doing something with the okay. shuttle. There was a plant or something. I can't remember. And he gets nailed by something. And some spores they kind of he gets some spores, and then they kinda of activates the right implant. so he he
1: normally he has the implant over one side of his face, and normally the thing over his eye is blue, and suddenly that turns red, and he has a different personality like he's way more like i don't I'm trying to find a way to say this without coming off like a white prick um
0: uh, young yes, and. Yes.
1: And he, he's yeah but, and, and
3: yeah, but they've been kinda of hinting at something being wrong with his uh, you know, cybernetic implant pretty much for the last season well, there was the seasons. thing at the
1: end of season two that implied it was for a reason other than he believed it was.
3: Yeah, but even before that, you know, he had right. issues with the with
1: stuff, yep. so so he has this completely different personality. Um And he's just kind of like, you know, he's just kind of an a-hole. He's way more, like you said, he's way more confident, way less like try-hardy and like nice guy, which he always has been. You know, and he's, and the whole thing is just him trying to, and then there's a whole lot of internal stuff with like him and our normal version of Rutherford, like inside their own head. Like, and you find out that the, You know, he had been in some, like, secret Starfleet program for, like, like, 10 years. And that he had the... Was he, like, a test pilot or something? I kind of got the sense he was, like...
2: wasn't a test pilot. He was working on, like, developing some kind of new drive. And then, like, in the meantime, he did the illegal races through the neutral zone... To kind yep. of make a living. So then
1: you find out that the the implant, even though he believes the the version of Rutherford that we know and love believes it was because he volunteered for it because he thought it would make him a better engineer, it was actually because he'd been involved in some kind of explosion and had half of his face blown off. Um. So then he had the implant put in. Um. And so they basically end up, and I'm I'm giving this really short shrift because I don't, you know, to a certain extent, I want people to watch this and not, you know, I I feel like if we say too much, there's no
2: reason. We also seen the episode two weeks ago, so yeah. you don't remember and all the details.
1: And, well, the other thing too is because <laughs> I think it's one of the better ones they've ever done. Like I want people to watch it rather than just tell them about. Oh, it. yeah, you know. Um, but you know, so they they fight over like which version of them is going to have. Possession of the body from there on, it sort of reminded me of like a nicer version of Moon Knight. Um, so, uh, and then the 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 Dicky one brings up the point of like, you know, because Rutherford, our normal Rutherford, and his like, let's just make everything work and be good for everybody sort of way, is like, why don't we just combine ourselves and then we're okay? And then the and then the other one's like, no, we can't really do that. It won't work that way. Um, so they end up having to have, like, a hypothetical race in their heads to, like, and whoever wins gets to keep the body, basically. And the whole thing, and I think the larger message of this is that, you know, you're supposed to believe that... And I kind of felt myself thinking this, too. Like, as much as, you know, the earlier version of him that we're just seeing now is, like, way more assertive and, and way more, like willing to go out and do whatever he has to do to get what he wants and whatever, which in most societies in our current culture, that's actually looked at as a positive in a lot of cases. Um, the thing that he doesn't have is what our Rutherford has is, is friends, in the sense of... Yeah, he's a lot more isolated, basically, he's the, a loner. The Dicky one builds like this, you know, and they basically go through the process of, like, building these these ships in in the in their heads to run the race, and, you know, the Dicky one builds, like, this giant, like, design for ultimate speed and whatever kind of thing. Uh, and then Rutherford just builds the Delta Flyer, but he also has, like, mind construct versions of the other three to help him run it. So, like, the whole thing with him yep. is, like, yeah, you may be better than me, but I have my friends, and you don't. You know, so the Rutherford that we know,
2: you know once the <laughs> Romulans attack the neutral zone and blew up the cocky one, you know, Rutherford our Rutherford still yep. comes back and teleports him off the ship before you yep. and exposed. then
1: we're not done with this yet either because uh as the nope. as the older Rutherford goes away, he implies that oh yeah, there's there's a whole program and you know I Think he might have given him a name of somebody to go look for, um. So they have not, they have not dropped this. Like I, I thought this was going to be like to me. Uh, to me, I enjoyed the fact that they were using this to build on what they implied at the end of season two. But at the same time, I was like going through the episode. I was like, wait, is that all this is? Like, it's going to be something about how he used to be a dick and now he isn't? Like that's all it is and then um, the fact that they dropped the line that there's probably more to this than even that uh, tells me that they're not done with this yet, and I really did... Yeah,
2: because I still don't know who the admiral in charge of the whole thing is.
1: And I really enjoyed this one. I think this is, you know, this might be the best of the year, Um, although I'm going to lean towards the next one given my personal predilections. Um, but I think if you factor that out and you look at what this one actually does, I do think it's the best episode of the year to date, and it definitely could stand as one of the best ones they've done, period, in the three, in three years. Um, so, True. yeah, just lots of great, uh, great character stuff for everybody involved, really. Um, and that's kind of what you want these shows to do, so
3: yeah well i like the fact about this episode is that we've had episodes like this before in pretty much all the star trek uh series and they managed to you know just shorten it down to 20 not even 20 minutes it was even less than that in a way but uh it uh, i liked how they uh, you know they didn't prolong it or just make it way too long they simplified it really much and the whole uh Tom paris delta flyer thing uh, was a really cool easter egg as i you thought know. you
1: didn't like that one though when it was going on i remember you had a problem with that one i thought i thought you Wait, didn't what? like the paris one because it didn't do enough okay
3: i didn't i didn't no no i didn't but uh, in this episode the uh delta flyer easter egg was amazing yeah. When his younger self tells him, oh, you went with the Starfleet design when you could have went with whatever uh, design you wanted. And I thought it was, dude, it's a Delta Flyer. It's the coolest coolest, uh, vehicle there is, you know. No, I did get a kick
1: out of that. Because, like, outside of huge Voyager fans, I'm not sure how many people would even remember that. Um, You know, because it was a big part of Voyager in the later years, but it wasn't like... They did whole... Other than, I think, the episode where it was built, I don't think they did, like, whole episodes around it or anything. Um, so I did get a kick out of that. Um, yeah. Which brings us to... Uh, See All, Trust Nothing, uh, which was the... Oh, it's Hero All, so Trust it. Nothing. Okay. Yep. I knew it involved something. One of the five senses, at least. Um, so this is the one, if you... I know you guys don't pay attention to trailers and stuff. This is the one that had the, you know, in in a lot of the promotion early on, they had the scene from the beginning of this where they go to Deep Space Nine and they just tool around the outside of the station. That was in a lot of the trailers. And that's where I was... That's where I was freaking out that they were going to go do something here. And I was just like, oh, I hope it's an actual show and not just that joke. And then they just you know, they did it just for the purposes of the cold open and then the show would be something else. Um so in this one they uh Freeman is assigned to uh go to Deep Space Nine, which they actually do, and deal with um they had some sort of like negotiations with that race from Deep Space Nine, the Karma, which were one of the early uh Delta Quadrant races that they... The Gamma Quadrant races that they showed early on. Um, I was actually kind of surprised because the main... I think the first time we see the Karama was Starship Down. uh, The one where the... um, They take the Defiant into some sort of nebula thing, and they end up fighting a Dominion ship, and like a Dominion torpedo ends up lodged in the Defiant, and they're trying to escape that without the torpedo blowing up. And they had a they had a member of the Karama race in there who was played by James Cromwell. And I remember thinking, considering that Cromwell had already come back this season to do Cochrane again, I was like, why couldn't they have gotten Cromwell to do a couple lines of this other guy again? Um, but really cool uh, that they, and the, the open is hysterical. Like the open makes fun of the, oh, kind of in a, in a nice way, not like a, not like a brutal way and they makes fun of like the the opening credits of, of Deep Space 9, which are like I mean I, and I love the theme music for that show, but like it's just really ponderous orchestral music over shots of the station and like they get there and and uh and Freeman's like, shit, I need more time because they didn't tell me I was gonna be doing this uh, diplomatic thing. just she turns to ransom and goes, find some way to buy me more time for this. And the, the Helmsman person, the helmsman around and the helmsman the person turns to Ransom and goes, What what do I do? And he goes, Oh, just fly around and make like you're uh you're your, like enthralled by the pylons or whatever. And so they do that and that with the with the old theme music from Deep Space Nine playing, which I love, so it was great hearing it again. Um, and They do it for a while, and then the the helmsman just kind of looks at Ransom again, and he just goes, just keep circling. It's fine. Um, So then I thought, you know, when we go to our... That was a cool, cool... So I thought when we went to our... When we went to the standard credit sequence, I was like, okay, that's going to be the end of this, and they're going to go do something else now. Like, this whole show is not going to be that. Um, God, was I wrong, and God, did I love it. Um... So they go. Uh, I believe it was um, Ransom Ransom and uh, Freeman go to Deep Space Nine. They interact with Kira, who actually they did get Nana Visitor to come back for this, which I thought was great.
0: Oh, well, Ransom and Shax. Oh, oh yep.
1: Ransom and Shax were there. You find out that Shax and Kira knew each other from the Resistance, and the whole thing was. Or just going back and forth trying to prove which one of them saved each other's lives last and who owed owed the other one something for that. So, like, just every situation they were in was like, yeah, but I saved your life doing this. Yeah, but I saved your life doing this.
3: And you like doing it, that. Yep. yep. Just, you know, I it, love that thing.
1: Yep. And Again, I'm a massive Deep Space Nine, Mark. I don't know if, like, your average person was like, oh, this is getting old, whatever. I just loved everything that had to do with these people coming back again. Like, to me... They even had uh, Kira pick up uh, Cisco's Baseball, which was cool. And to me, I think some of that is because, you know, we all know, we've talked about, you know, Deep Space Nine is my favorite show, and I've always felt like that one has kind of been the one that... And it's it's hit like a second, you know, it's had like a second, uh, burst of popularity, I think because of things like Netflix having it for many years and, and it all being available on Paramount plus now. And I feel like audiences now are ready more for what that show was than they were at the time. Um, but I mean, to me to hear her again and to hear, uh, Armin Sherman comes back as Quark, which I loved. Um, to hear that, to hear yeah, them again, yeah. even for something as not as serious as, like, Deep Space Nine was normally known to be, like, just to hear them show up again, I just loved it. Like, and I do, yep, and I do, Same. and there was a whole side plot with Quark where, you know, and, and they referenced the fact that, because we've seen Quark's bars on other planets in this show. Like, they've gone to planets, and there have been Quark's bars in the background. Uh, and they never go into them yep. or anything, but they they referenced, you know, Quark actually referenced having a franchise now. Um, so the one thing I noticed is that, and I did hear a lot of people, they weren't sure if it was actually Armin Sherman doing the voice because he sounded different.
3: Different, yeah. Different. Yeah, he definitely, I think it might have to well, do with age or something. That
1: or I had, I yeah. had a, th- a passing thought of like, Maybe because they had him in a voiceover booth and he wasn't in the full costume or whatever. Maybe he wasn't wearing the fake teeth.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. I
1: mean, ah, like, yeah, I would be- maybe. I would bet he maybe. wasn't wearing the fake teeth,
2: which... Obviously, yeah, but... Yeah, there would be
1: But when we watched
3: him in the documentary about Deep Space Nine, I mean, he sounded yeah. like Quark. No,
1: but I mean, I think, too, like, so the fake teeth that that the Ferengi War, like, affected how some of that sounded. So, like, maybe to some people he's not going to sound like Quark if he's not doing that. Uh, but, yeah, maybe, I thought he was great. Maybe And the whole, yeah, so the whole plot... I loved
3: it. Although I didn't I didn't like what happened to him at the end, having to give Karema 76% of his... I'm really hoping I that's a joke. Though,
1: because to me, like, part of Quark's thing is that He, you know, he wants to be, like, the ultimate Ferengi, but then even in the course of the the regular show, like, he constantly has that challenged. Like, his whole thing is, you know, I'm going to be, even though I'm running some shitty little bar somewhere, I'm going to be the most Ferengi guy there even is. You know, but everything he's constantly faced with has him, Challenging that and rethinking that or being forced to do something differently like all the stuff with the mom earning money um, The fact that his idiot brother becomes the Grand Negus later. I mean, you know
3: <laughs> Yeah, in the final ep- yeah, like yeah in the, whole- the finale. Yeah, but you know, that's what I'm saying this uh, this show takes place a few years uh, several years after uh, Deep Space Nine ends and things have changed for Ferengi. Yeah. so Quark would, I mean, I know he he wanted to be stuck up in his old Ferengi ways and whatnot, but still, you know, giving away 76% of all his profits yeah. makes no sense but, in a way.
2: Yeah, you know, it didn't, uh, well. He he... Yeah, the episode, when Freeman actually tells him, I think it's Freeman, it's just like, oh, well, you know, it's a win-win situation because, you know, would you rather be mm-hmm. poor or in prison? It's like, no, yeah. I'd rather be in prison. No, yeah. <laughs> And that, that was the
1: moment where I just died because I figured, you know, Quark, at least on the show on the live action show, kinda learned from the stuff he'd been through and like would sometimes do things in the non franky way. But then yeah, she does ask him like, Well, at least you're alive, isn't that better? And he's like, No. I'd sooner be I'd sooner have shitloads of money. Um
3: Plus, you know, Deep Space Nine has been returned to—it's um, under Bajoran, uh, you know, uh, authority. So it's like, what law did he really break? I mean, Freeman is just there as a yeah. visitor anyway. I mean, there's no more Federation crew on that station that? anymore. I don't, I don't anyway, it's all Bajor.
0: I didn't see any didn't of the uh, Starfleet crew on the ship. As far as I know, expressly said that. Private
2: guy, it's, yeah. It's the yeah, right. the green one.
0: Yeah,
1: that that other. Orion federation guy had a federation.
2: The, Ryan, oh, yeah, the Orion, yeah. Oh, the Orion guy. Yeah. So there's he obviously still of the, federation he had one of the presence first contact
1: there. Contact uniforms on. Um, yeah. Exactly. So the other... Exactly.
2: So there's still federation so they, there. It's not like federation is still so keeping the, a presence. The other plot obviously. involving
1: our actually we have two. Um,
2: well, there's also the C plot before we go to the B plot, and that's Boymer oh, that's at the like double tables.
1: C and a half, because he just they're sitting. In, that's uh, that, they're sitting uh, in
3: that's that's comic relief. He, he just kept winning
2: and, and winning, and then he's like, "Can we interest you in like giving you like what was it, cork dollars in change for old them? He's like, "Yeah, of course." Well, that's, like, what, we they don't try, money that's anyways.
1: what they try to do in some of those and you know, I, I'm guessing, uh, Milo. Neither of you guys have been to Vegas yet, um, but that's what they do in a lot of those casinos. When you start to win a lot of money, they just start th- they just start throwing shit at yep. you so that you'll stop doing stuff. Uh, yeah, we 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 grew up on a show called Las
3: Vegas back in early 2000s that centered yeah, basically I in the casino. With Josh Duhamel and, uh, and, uh, James Kahn. Yeah, and, uh, so, I
0: did.
3: so yeah, we, 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 we know about casinos, man. Plus we have a friend yeah. who lives in Las oh, Vegas. So I, so, did, yeah. so
1: I did think it was funny. And Milos, you mentioned this earlier where, you know, at the end, Boimler has this massive pile of platinum and he just goes, ah, fuck it. I don't need money anyway. <laughs> and walks,
0: um, Yeah, I'm gonna take the what
2: was it? The gift store (laughs) dollars.
0: The Uh, gift store credits. It was was like typical.
1: It was so typical, Boimler. Like, of course, he doesn't care about you know bankrupting this casino. He's just like, oh, I have a way to get free shit, and it'll like.
3: Yeah, imagine if that was right. Like, (laughs)
1: reminded of coming here, which is awesome. Um, you know. So yeah, and then you have the. The B-plot, well, I almost kind of think all the stuff with Kira and Quark was the B-plot, but um, you have the A-plot of uh, Rutherford and Tendy get assigned to do stuff around the station, and they get paired with this other Orion guy, played by Adam Pally, who is a complete and total fucking loser and annoyed me every second he was on the screen. Uh, but
0: But he's... But I, oh, think, for sure. I think but and I think he's supposed same, to be, man. So I'm not
1: gonna I'm not gonna knock them I'm not oh, gonna yeah. knock the show for his performance or whatever, because I'm
2: pretty sure they told him to do that. Oh no, I think that's supposed to yeah, that was because you find out later that he was, you know, it's like well, I'm not even was, love from Orion. He was I was um, um, adopted by you. The human. whole thing
1: is that he's super obsessed with the the pirate aspects of Orion society. And So he's walking around with Rutherford and Tendi, constantly annoying her about pirate shit. And she very much doesn't want any part of any of that stuff. Because I get the sense you're supposed to believe that, like, the family she came from on Orion was doing a lot of that. So she's...
2: Oh, for sure, Oh, yeah, yeah she, she does that, come from the Pyre family, and when they went yeah, to that Orion, up, that one episode... I think that came up in like the you find in out the is, yeah.
1: episode, actually, that she was... Yeah. So, yep, um, yep, yep. she wants nothing to do with all the stuff this guy is blathering about, and at the same time, like, Rutherford thinks it's awesome. He's like, yeah, dude, that's cool. So... Um, oh. As it goes on and on, like, at one point relating to the other plot, Quark gets kidnapped by the Karma because you find out that he ha- he supposedly has this really awesome new replicator called the Quark 2000 that he uses for all the beverages in the bar. And it turns out that he, uh, you find out yep. that he basically stole that technology from the Karama, so they try to arrest him. Um, but it also looks like they're kidnapping him. So the, the federal,
2: Yeah, basically, they knock, uh, knock off right. all the power so to the station.
1: At one point, um, uh, the people kidnapping Quark come across Rutherford and Tendy and the other guy. And so the three of them decide to. Tendy gives them the idea we're going to go over to this Karma ship and hijack it and get, you know, so they can't escape with Quark. So, like, she does all this really awesome pirate shit. And you find
2: them. no. So in order, basically, the they were there to, exchange, mm-hmm. to bring them gifts and stuff. So they were basically right. in charge of loading gifts. Okay, that's why they were on the ship. So once they got kidnapped, then they were already on the ship, and they're like, "Well, now we're gonna, you know, don't steal it the, and stop them."
3: Yeah, don't forget the uh, Orion uh, oh, Sonic yes. Screwdriver. Uh,
1: yeah, so Tendy does all this really awesome pirate shit. And you find out that this other guy, I believe his name was Mesk. That's, yeah. Uh, you find out that he is basically a poser who is an Orion adopted by humans, as you said. And he mentions, I'm not even from Orion. Like, I grew gosh. up in Cincinnati, for God's sakes. Uh, <laughs> which I thought was really <laughs> funny. Uh,
0: so. Yeah, so like, oh, dude, now you can steal the ship. Yep, and like, Tendi does the whole <laughs> Tendi does the whole thing in like
1: mean. five minutes flat. And it was just like, oh my god. That's so funny. Um Yeah, and then you have a and I actually thought this normally when they get to like C plots, I find uh the third one to be sort of a not necessarily a waste, but nowhere near as good as the other ones are usually. And um I really did enjoy this mm-hmm. C plot with Mariner and the girlfriend, where she doesn't really want to go to DS9 because she's already been there. They mentioned in some other episode that she had served there already. Um, cool. And so she decides to hang out on the Cerritos with the girlfriend who wants to introduce Mara to all her friends, all her other friends. And uh, so they had this, they call it a salon, which if you go back to like um, medieval times and stuff was basically like a code word for like something where a bunch of intellectuals would sit around and throw ideas back and forth. Um, So it's just, I think use of that term is meant to establish all these women as douchebags. Um, And so Mariner's, like, really concerned about, like, I don't want to offend her friends, and I know I can be bossy and stuff, so I'm just going to, like, sit there and go along with whatever they suggest and whatever else, because then Jennifer's going to break up with me if I don't do that. So they go through this whole thing, and like, she finds all these women to be absolutely infuriating. But she sits on her, she sits on that for for most of it. because She doesn't want to piss off the girlfriend, and then you find right. I applaud. And then you patience. find out that you know. I think if I remember correctly, I think Mariner just gets to the point where she can't take it anymore, and she goes to Jennifer and she says, "What am I supposed to do here?" <laughs> and she says, "Wait, I wanted you to like." Take these people down a peg and and like, and push them around somewhat. And
0: yeah, go full so mariner. Just,
1: they just end up like, and they had some sort. Of, there's something on the ship going on where the ship loses power or whatever, right? Didn't it have something to do with the thing on the. Stage?
2: Yeah, but well, Kirby, the whole right. station lost power. That's the EMP. The oh, they oh, when right. they kidnap they, the they left off. the EMP to right. disable um, everybody.
1: So then, they're in they're in this woman's quarters who's having this get together, and they start to you know because of the the candles she's burning or something, it starts to salon.
3: Yep, it's a salon, John. It's a salon
0: word. (laughs) Um, so they start to
1: have problems with the oxygen in the room because the candles they're burning burn up twice as much twice as much oxygen. There's a shitload of candles in the room. Um, so, Mariner and Jennifer just start phasering everyone so that they're all unconscious. And, uh, then I I thought the last moment was kind of cute where, like, the two of them are the last ones left, and they're like, uh, well, we can't, like, have us be the only ones who aren't unconscious, so we should probably just phaser each other and be done with it, um, just because if anybody comes in here and sees all these women laid out with us just standing there, they're going to be like, what did you do? Um, so I just thought that was a cute little moment where like, I think they phaser each other and pass out on a couch or whatever. Um, so again, really nice development from Aaron in a way that's not like hammering you over the head. Like, I do like the, de- the degree of subtlety they've been able to bring to a lot of this lately.
0: Because um, in a lot of ways, the last thing the show is is subtle. <laughs>
3: And no man i mean and they show i mean this episode was definitely what every i mean this is i'm hoping that they make every episode like this in a way where they just throw in a bunch of easter eggs oh, in like every episode and one they one do one. that and they for sure do I that i feel like but they it have done amaz- that
1: for a lot of it I, yeah
3: oh oh for sure for sure it's just i i just want them to keep going yeah. the way they they are you know it's it's an amazing show and it's definitely you know made for the track fans who've been there since uh who saw the shows previous shows and i hope they keep doing yeah i feel like this one it's amazing show
1: this one takes the one like obviously the the hallmark for like uh cast appearances from prior shows before this one would have been the one with paris in it i feel like that takes this one takes that and goes to the next to the next level from that because, Nana Visitor and Armin Schumerman are significant parts of the episode. It's not like something with where they got Robert Duncan McNeil to come in and do like two lines, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. he was yeah. yeah, he
3: was barely in the show. Yeah, that's no, why I didn't like, like that, that episode, one for a lot of you know? the other
1: stuff they did with it. Like the plate thing was hysterical. I mean. You know, I, I can see your point. Like, if you're going to have somebody like him show up, make him a bigger part of it than he was. But I liked a lot of the other things they did around it. Um,
3: no, they but they did. I mean, in my opinion, they made it right yeah. with uh, Kira and Quark, man. I mean, this this episode was... Uh, this is amazing, man. I mean, nostalgia hit in all the right places. And just, you know, seeing this Servetus crew uh just you know uh, hanging out with the uh, with the ds9 crew and meeting some new people along the way even the orion dude who was obnoxious in on multiple levels you know even in the end he comes you know he becomes less annoying and you know once you get to understand his story and where he came from you know so yeah this episode was yep. and I amazing selfishly to selfishly
1: like the least. I, I mean i really enjoyed it it's probably my favorite one of the year and could stand with the other two years worth in, in the higher end um i
3: uh this is the best star trek I, episode I in the last several years more of
1: it like if you're gonna like to me if you're gonna do this like i want to see Ezri, i want to see bashir i want to see everybody who's still there right Oh, but at the same,
3: man. oh man, yeah. Uh, uh, you know what? I I'm gonna correct my statement. This is the best. Uh, uh, this is one of the two best episodes in the last several years because Prodigy uh had that uh, NCC 1701 uh, oh, yes. holodeck episode, yeah. which was also although amazing. I, I, I will, so I will give. Oh, will for sure. So Lower these Decks two a
1: bit of credit over that one, although under. under understanding what the prodigy one was trying to do. Like there's no way to not do it this way, but the fact that they, with the lower decks one, they were able to get these people to come back and actually do new dialogue and stuff was, uh, you know, but with the prodigy one, you're right. I did like that one a lot, but because they were basically trying to acknowledge all the actors who had passed and whatever you had, to. it it was largely, uh, recycled dialogue and stuff, which you couldn't avoid if you're going to do that. Um,
3: no, well, no, yeah. no, no
1: but uh dude these two episodes
3: and this this is why i love and i mean they could for sure do something like ncc 1701 you know you can do something like that in uh live action and they did on tng and even on deep space nine now uh, with the uh Tribbles episode but uh you know in animation gives you so much more uh to do you know so you're yep. more free to do stuff you know like just do it and they did it amazingly yeah. like yeah I mean the only thing that was missing was Odo or uh, well, we got, there anymore when they died G1 a few anyway, years ago so but uh, uh no for sure like, man this this was like amazing. Me, I, amazing 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 like a
1: massive Deep Space Nine mark I'm like can they do can this be the first two parter and then we see everybody else as it goes on. I don't know. Like, I...
3: I hey, they can, oh, yeah, they can sure always they come back to um, Deep Space and I Nine. And, re-
1: you know, I really enjoyed what they did. And I also realized, too, like, you got to walk a line here, given that these episodes are 25 minutes apiece. Like, if you had Nicole DeBoer and you had Siddig there with, you know, if you had if you basically had all the the people from DS9 who wouldn't come back. Like, if you somehow got Cole Meany and Serac to show up to, like, at what point does that just stop? Because it's so short and you have only so much time to do whatever you want with it, like, at what point does that just become, yeah. you know, and this is where the this is where the fan service line is, which I'm sure we could, you know, we've been Oh, for sure. I mean, they don't have to do this every episode yeah. or even
3: every season, but, uh, you know, or they can do it once a season. Yep. And it's great in a way. But, uh, you know, how amazing it would be if they could, you know, meet Picard yeah, or Janeway. Be, or, yeah, uh,
1: no, I mean, I was really impressed with it. It managed to do it in such a way where it's like, you know, they they called it out repeatedly and I mean if you're a fan of that show there are things you're gonna notice that somebody else might not like I even got a laugh out of the fact that they drew Warren into the bar and like oh yeah 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 he barely goes unnoticed
3: yeah because he looks did, different in animation get, I did get a kick uh, out of it yeah it, he's there
1: yeah it reminds me of, yeah.
3: here's the first person yep. you see no,
1: they, in The bar, bar and he's the first thing you see I was like dude that's great um. So yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed yep. it. Um. Yep. I, I, still there. I mean, he'll be there when <laughs> that station is empty and there's not even anybody in the bar. He's just gonna be sitting there. Um. So. He's, he's yep. Be so I, I believe we have uh, four yeah. episodes of this left now. Um. Isn't it ten?
2: And this yeah. Will and this
3: will be down. six, so yeah, four more. Yeah, I'm i waiting I'm waiting on that uh, strange new worlds crossover. Yeah, I have no or idea how that's gonna
1: work. I'm very curious as to how that's gonna work. You know, they're either gonna travel through time I think or they're I gonna, think gonna it'll be on solo deck, sort of I mean there's, thing. like you know, it'll be uh not because I think what they're I would bet what they're gonna try to do with it, they wanna make fun of the Enterprise finale somehow. And I would bet that's how they're gonna do it. I hate I love the Enterprise
3: so finale, man. I mean, oh, I, uh, I mean, I love the uh, I I loved what they did uh, the how they did the uh, it. I, I I'm not gonna get uh, I'm not gonna start a rant on how disappointing it was in other ways, but uh, the yeah, whole thing. Yeah, I was, just
0: like, cool. and we'll we'll probably. Like, We'll probably. We'll
2: probably like, come on, seriously. Once they killed Chip off, I was like, "Why? Why would you do that, we'll, man? He's the coolest character we'll have on to there." Talk about someday. You just I'm kill sure him we'll
1: off. Do these other voyages someday, so we can all rant about it. Um, in the in the non-canon oh, novels, sure. they actually sure. tried to correct that to some degree, um, where they did a bunch. Of-
2: well, because here's the thing: I be- I believe at that point they were like writing the show off, so like they weren't really thinking long term or whatever and it's like they gave him a good death as far as like he you know he died to you know save enterprise but yeah. it's like he still died it wasn't like tryar which like was it yeah. <laughs> he died yes it's, like, it's <laughs> trick they just kill him off and it's like all of a sudden out of the blue yeah, there, and it's like there's ways could have they could differently. Have, and
1: in the you know and i read a lot of the the novels and stuff even though they don't quote unquote count and whatever but A couple of years after Enterprise went off the air, they did Mm -hmm. a series of, you know, because at one point and a lot of these things have been have since been blown up by the fact that they were they've done stuff after, you know, they've done stuff on TV after the original shows all ended. Like at one point, like 10 years ago, the people that published the books were basically told by Paramount, hey, we're never going to do anything with TNG or DS9 or Voyager again. So if you want to write books that pick up from where those shows end and go forward, go ahead and do that. Um, So they did that for like 10 or 15 years, and they actually did that with Enterprise as well because they had a bunch of scripts written for a fifth year, which they were planning on getting at the time, um, which would have had a lot to do with the Earth-Romulan War. Um, But one of the things they posited in those novels when they did Enterprise novels was... ...that Tucker faked his death to join Section 31... ...because there was a whole thing about the Romulans were developing the next step up from warp drive... ...and Section 31 wanted to stop that. So he, like, faked his death and then, like, underwent surgical crap to look like a Romulan... ...and then he, like, infiltrated the Romulan, uh, science division and whatever and they got years and years and years of books out of like him running around as a Romulan doing shit for Section 31. Um, which, I don't know if, if that show had actually gotten a fifth year, if that's what they would have done, or not. Probably not. Um, and in fact, Probably I remember not. going to the... Um, going to the the, the... the Enterprise panel they had at the convention two years ago, and uh somebody the the moderator asked a bunch of questions about the about the final episode and what plans for a fifth year would have been and Connor Trainier was just like Well I wasn't involved in any of that stuff because they killed me off so I'm just gonna get I'm just gonna leave the stage and go get a drink or something for ten minutes and I'll come back. <laughs> Which I thought was quite fun. Um <laughs> so yeah, these were I actually think uh, on balance of um where where these episodes have been critically like, I mean, you're looking at, you know, so we've done six of them now and I would say there's only really one where I was like, eh, you know, this might on, on paper end up being the most solid season the show has had yet. um, Which makes me really excited for what they have coming. Uh, so, yeah,
3: of course it does. And it does me. I mean, I look forward to these episodes almost like nothing else. I mean, I'm once this Sense and Prodigy starts, I'm gonna be bummed. Like I wish they I also, would go, you know, simultaneously at the same time.
1: Like I almost wish. Be, and Prodigy is doing this, but that's mostly because there's another party involved in the production who wants more of it. than... uh. Yeah, but of course, yeah. I almost kind of wish with the animated shows, they did more than the 10 per year. It's like, like you said, I think a couple Agreed. weeks ago, like there's no way they can be spending anywhere close to the same amount of money for an animated show than you are for like Strange New Worlds or Picard or whatever.
0: Yeah.
3: I mean, there's no fucking way. I mean, animation, I mean, the the, the animation that they use... It seems so, I mean, and I could be wrong, I'm no expert, I mean, yeah. I don't know a thing or two about technology, but I think they use, I mean, the the, the animation that they use is fairly I mean, simple, are all whatnot, CGI, so. so...
1: I mean, that might take a little longer, but, you know, yeah, you're right that they, that the animation's largely pretty simple, and I would love to see more episodes of this per year than, than the live-action shows, and I feel like you could do that if they wanted to, um maybe they're concerned about burnout and stuff and like maybe if you did more than that the some of them towards the end would start to get shitty because they'd be running out of ideas um so you know i mean well you know what you know what like don't
3: uh just make more of them like don't make a certain, like don't give yourself like a exact like i know that they have to but who says that they yeah. need an exact number just Make a bunch of cool stories, put them in a the season, and that's it. Like you, they, it can be ten, it can be twenty, it can be fifteen, it can be five. For all I care, like they can make one hour, like they can make a one-hour show for yep. the for an entire season or, or whatever. And if it's a good I also, story, I think we'd be cool with it. I mean, you just. I also think it's us. not helped. Give by, it to us, you know. And this
1: is a more recent phenomenon of TV production than like when I was a kid, like. Now, when I think, and I think streaming services have sort of pioneered this. Now, when you hear about something getting a new season or some new show that exists, like they always mention the episode count. And like when I was a kid, nothing ever did that. Like you know, back when back yep, when all the original yep, yep, truck shows that. were being done, like in the '90s, when you had TNG and DS9 and Voyager and stuff like they all did like 25 26 episodes a year but no one knew that like there was no like press release from the studio saying like oh this will have x number of episodes this year yay
3: Yeah you mentioned the old show even the original series you know has uh, yeah, like, years, did, like, a varying number of episodes per season year
1: or something it was ridiculous like i know back then yeah. the 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 production realities were different than they are even now. But I mean, I think season one of TOS was like thirty episodes or something ridiculous. Like I remember going through it when I was doing the marathon and it was I did it right after Enterprise. And I was just like, How long is this fucking season for God's sake? I was like ten or twelve episodes in, it was like I still had like three discs left on the Blu-ray. I was like, How many of these are there?
0: Um And it was just like it was like thirty of
2: I think it's. I mean, it's yeah, plus, stupid, but it's almost almost like it's a selling yeah. point at this stage. It's like we only need your yeah, attention man. for six episodes, and I think it has. We only need your attention for right. nine. It's like it's I think a you're right. It has like, I don't really a Selling care. point
1: for that because you know? and the the example I will give is something that has nothing to do with Trek, but it is something that was recently announced. Like you guys and I, I know you guys don't pay as much attention to the behind the scenes stuff as I do because you don't want to be spoiled by anything but like I remember a lot of people freaking out when they when Disney announced that that Daredevil show was gonna have 18 and people were like holy crap you know but back in the day like they wouldn't say that and no one would care it would just start when it started and end when it ended and no one would care and like yeah and like I, exactly. and like, I even found myself yes, like during Strange New Worlds and like they were very public about the 10 and, like, toward the end of that, I was like, no, I just don't want this to be over. This is so good. Like, just give me more of it. I don't care how you, you know.
0: Yeah, give the and people at, at what the same they time, want. Though, it has people. positives. I mean, like, we
1: were slogging through season two of Picard. We were like, oh, thank God there's only three of these left. Um. Yeah, but that's that's different because it was such yeah. a bad bad the sad show thing I is mean, I'm going to watch it again good god like before before season 3 I'll end up watching the whole thing oh. again I know I will what I do
2: I know yeah. I will yeah. good god yeah no but when you look at it it's almost like this whole like I wouldn't call it fear but it's this whole like oh we got to tell people otherwise no, I'll right. be do. like bitching if about it, it has to like, do... dude like And it makes no sense. It's like, you know, those people who complain about stuff, they're going to complain about stuff no matter what you do. And it's like, we don't want to offend anybody. And it's like, they they can't be a driving driving point or selling point to everything you do. It's how Um, we don't want to offend anybody. Like I said, I told you, I sent you a message that uh, my aunt was here. She's from Germany. She's like, Yeah, we don't use the term for line, for line anything anymore in Germany because people, it's offensive to people. And it's like, The hell? You know, and it's like saying, You know, it's the whole like, you know, you can't use he, she, you have to use they because you don't want to offend the he by calling him a he if it's a she. I'm sure it's like,
0: You you know, how dumbed down did we get? Like, um,
2: <laughs> it's crazy and that's like the driving point of like 90 stuff, 90% stuff, ninety of stuff that happens on TV today And it's like the stuff that jumps out at you the stuff that actually sticks out yeah, is the stuff yeah. that doesn't stick uh, to the norms do, just because they don't stick to the norms that everybody I else I
1: am a physical media person when it comes to Trek stuff in general um, in case there are any other members of our audience who collect these things on Blu-ray and whatever else. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, the uh, second season of Picard releases on Blu-ray on Tuesday, October 4th, um, and I paid for mine already, and it's showing up on Tuesday. Uh, the fourth season of Discovery will hit Blu-ray on, I want to say, December 6th. Um, and then uh, there has been, yeah, and I'm I might try for to Christmas. watch it all again before 5. Um, I haven't actually... This will be the first time I've done that. I have not actually... Because I just bought the... I bought the first three very recently in like a package set rather than uh, buying them each individually because the individual prices were insane. Um, so I waited for a package deal. Um, so once 4 comes out, I might actually sit down and go through it again before 5 hits. Um, and since we didn't actually rev- we we only reviewed four, that was you know we didn't exist before that, um, so that's something I'm going to be doing hopefully. I know that there has
0: been
1: there has been an announcement for the first the first season of Strange New Worlds. There is no date yet, um, so I would assume it'll be a couple months before season two is going to hit. Whenever that is, we don't even really know when that is at this point. Um, So, yeah, was there anything else you guys wanted to mention on here? Um, I I do have to ask. I'm not going to get super specific because we don't want to. Just for our audience, we are working on something for the uh, Trek feed that will be pretty awesome if we're able to pull it off. Um, But I don't want to say what that is. Dude, let's
3: not. No, dude, I, let's. No, dude, no, let's, no, dude, no, let's not, I was just let's not ask, talk about it. I, I don't want to jinx. We it. wanted to
1: get together after this and go through some of the stuff I'd written out. Uh, if we still. Have- no, I'm not,
3: I'm, yeah, 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 for sure, man, for sure. I didn't I'm even get. To, I didn't even get to open that document no, I, after I put some I made stuff it, in there but, like a week uh, ago. For sure, man. And, for sure. Um, I have.
1: Some, I, have some, I just wanted to, in case oh, I think perfect. of anything perfect. while we're away, I wanted to have um, a conversation before that. Um, yeah. So yeah, we we have sure, a man. top sure. secret uh, podcast Absolutely. coming in the next few months, which we're going to not say anything else about right now. Um So.
0: Oh, we well, we do, to though. Say, we, we don't, fuck don't fuck want to say what it is, right <laughs> um, think, well, it is right now. I think. Oh yeah. Yeah. I think. I think All anyone, do, I think anyone not who likes so the like stuff that we
1: do with these trek shows and knows uh some of the actors and stuff that we like will absolutely love that if we're able to get that to work. But I don't want to say what it is. So there you go. Um. So I think I think we are. Yeah,
3: yeah. Um, uh, you know what? Uh, I had thoughts about something, but uh, I think uh, I think uh, I, uh, I I went, I I went away okay. basically. I I can't think of anything else to say. I'm just I'm just hoping, like I said before, I uh, you've been uh, you you kind of you kind of I mean, and I saw the news. You know, they. That uh, Boimler is gonna meet with the strange new world crew and whatnot. Oh. I can't wait for that. I mean, it just it just boggles my mind. I, I, I can't wait what the they. Thing, I can't I, wait to I, see I what they come up with, man.
1: In the way our society works now, with with information about these things getting out, like, and I know they, you know, Paramount themselves even wanted to announce it to like get people interested in stuff. But that was a thing that at least for me was like. Why tell people that? Like, just do it, and then have it. and and just have it. everybody fucking yeah, freak agreed. out when nobody knew agreed. it was coming. And and Jack Quaid and Tony Newsom show up on Strange New Worlds, and everybody freaks out. Like, why not just not say anything? And then but I think in some part they they had to do it because I think Quaid or Newsom put on their Instagram or something that they had been on that set. And I think at a certain point, they kind of, probably kind of felt like they had to say something because they had to get in front of it to some degree. But, you know, and again, they I think it was during Star uh, Star Trek Day that they announced it just because I think they wanted to get people interested. But I, I'm i still of the, the mindset, like, I'm not going to be as trailer avoidant as you guys are. But I things like that, I'd rather not know before it's going to happen. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, because sure. I mean, had had they not made the announcement, had nobody said anything, and then you're watching Stranger yeah. Worlds and Boimler and Mariner show up. And Boimler shows like, up. With you, I'd lose it. Boimler man. shows up with the purple like, hair and so live
1: action somehow. Like really,
2: <laughs> like, yeah. like, dude, he right? would be one of those like mind blowing stuff. But now it's yeah, like maybe, they announced still, it, and now you expect it, so it's like, eh, yeah, you know, I still, you know, I'm excited for it. But it's like, I know it's coming. Like, you'd be much bigger, you know, emotional yeah, like the... or blow, like, had it actually... Yeah, like the Deep Space Nine episode. I didn't fun. even
3: expect Deep Space Nine, and they put the whole episode on Deep yep. Space Nine, which I was mean, even totally, I did, totally amazing. i've seen all
1: the trailers and stuff, like, uh... they had bits of The Open from that in one of the trailers, and I was like, oh, that's all it's going to be. It'll just be The Open, and then they won't do anything else. So, like... To get that whole episode on the station with you. but but you know you know
3: john that's the teaser you know just put cerritos orbiting deep space 9 with deep space 9 opening theme in the background i mean that's a teaser you know that's a nice piece of fan yeah. fan yeah. service you know i mean that's it that, that that's amazing you see that all by itself and you think that's the coolest scene they could have ever made you know you think to yourself they're just one of the animators you know just playing you know he's a fan of the show he wanted to do something you know for himself for the fans or whatnot and he made you know Cerritos flying around Deep Space Nine put the theme in the background but no they put a whole episode in it and that's that's, that's what's amazing about the show and I hope I hope somebody at Paramount comes to their senses, and we talked about this before, and just think about... I, I Think outside the fucking box. You have a whole universe to play with, and not just one. You have a whole bunch of alternate yeah. universes. No, just agree. do something think, cool.
1: You know, the fact that... The fact that the people in charge now are even willing to do something where, like, you take your your characters from your weird, offbeat animated show, and you're gonna put them in... You're gonna put them in the 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 Pike show that everybody loves, you know. And it's you know who knows how they're gonna do it. We don't really still even know how it's gonna work. But I'm I gotta say I'm curious about how they're gonna make it work. But I have every confidence with the with the way the both of those shows are being run that it's gonna be good. Whatever they do.
0: Um. Oh, for sure. Oh yeah, man. definitely.
1: I, uh, I agree.
3: And I just want them you know I just do it people just I mean they have the fucking movie studios have so much yeah. money and they're wasting it away. it's just sad as, like if I had money I would buy the whole fucking franchise and be, do do, do things while, my way, way but I can't can you, I can't
0: can you oh one for sure wants,
3: and I can't unfortunately I can't
0: can you imagine but people one of us, do something can imagine do if one of us something wants you have a huge so lottery. much.
1: And we decided to buy Paramount and have the four of us run Star Trek, <laughs> that would be insane. Well, you know, I wouldn't buy Paramount, yeah. but
3: I would buy the majority shares or whatever. And then I would, you know, just go down there and tell them what's what and how well, things need to go down with Star well, Trek. They're... And I'd just make the whole thing out of Star Trek, you know. I'd make uh, that, you know, the flagship of the Paramount, like, as know, it if should we be. were but, somehow
1: uh, able to raise the money to do that, I'd be like... I, you know, I would literally buy Paramount and be like, <laughs> "Look, I don't give a shit what you do with anything else. Just let me and my three friends run Star Trek, and it'll be better than anything we're doing right now." <laughs> <laughs> oh, for sure, man. And uh, you know we're going to we're
3: going to get uh, Quentin Tarantino back to the table. We're going to let him do his uh, his uh, Star Trek movie or TV yep. show if he wants to. Uh we don't care. We're going to get uh, Robert Rodriguez in on it because why not? And then, you know, at the end of the day, we might even get George Lucas to do yeah. uh, an episode yeah. of Star Trek whatever he wants to do. We'll do we don't care. We're movies. just going to let George Lucas do it. <laughs>
2: Oh, with let uh, Taylor with uh, with let Taylor Sheridan do as oh, many yeah. Yellowstone I, I spin-off shows gotten... as he actually wants to. I still haven't gotten those <laughs> guy's a bloody genius. that
1: I've really liked. Like Hell or eh. High Water was awesome. Wind River was awesome. Um, I'm
2: gonna actually. Yep, yeah. yep, yeah. yep. Yeah. He also did. Uh, he also did uh, the oh, what's uh, the... Hawkeye? What's his name? One of the Ren Barton. Yeah. No, not Barton. Uh, Jeremy Renner. Uh, oh, yeah, right. he did a TV show called uh, to Mayor that, Kingstown.
1: Gonna, also, I'm good gonna stuff. watch that Tulsa King as it airs. That's also his. And then we can do something on that because you know, at least three of us are gonna be all over that. Um, that Stallone. Over oh, what? That Stallone no, show know. called Tulsa oh. King that's coming out for Paramount Plus. It's
0: about.
1: Oh, when is oh, that yeah. November. I heard that's
3: coming out, November. but I don't it's even like, know what it's called. he plays, so he plays a mob
1: guy who gets oh, out of prison perfect. and perfect. Then he goes back to the mafia and he's sent to Tulsa to run run some sort of operation in Oklahoma. And it's written. By- hey, can we can we do?
3: Uh, Milos and I did uh, way back when we did YouTube. We have this uh, top ten Stallone movies. Uh, could we turn that into audio and maybe just post it before that show hits help. or something? I think we do that and do it with Justin. Kicks
1: <laughs> like you guys and Justin do a top ten Stallone. Like that would be.
0: I mean, he he worships at the altar of Stallone. You get a good show out of that. Because out of all the
3: things we ever did, for some reason we decided on doing top 10 Stallone movies, which made no sense to either of us. But Milos came up with the idea, and I thought it was cool because I I mean, we love Stallone, but it's not like, you know, if you thought about actors and whatnot, he wouldn't be our first choice. But the idea just popped out of the air. It was like, yeah, let's do it. And
1: you know, top 10 show with you guys and him doing a legit top 10 show about Stallone movies. Um, yeah. that's a, no. uh, yeah, yeah we and could do that for as, sure. Uh, man. Other things we have coming Misha. out, our schedule for the next couple of weeks might get a little screwy cause I'm not going to be around. So we'll see what,
0: um, we're always going to have jobs Josh dropping. His uh, Halloween stuff for this <laughs> year has started. October.
1: Um, the so. first two are out now. He's going to be doing one a day yep. for yep. the month of, uh, October. um, and I know we have, we're in process um yeah, but he's doing it smartly this Which is some time. commitment, man. Last time, last time he kind of kind of get ahead oh, of him, yeah. but he now learned I think from he last has year. the first like 17 or 18 recorded already, which will help immensely. Um.
3: Dude, I know people who love horror, but I've never met anyone like Josh. Like that guy yeah, just he, takes you to a whole different levels almost, almost like in my really, and so, I'm not a horror yeah. guy
1: either, but he almost prefers like really weird, obscure shit that no one's even heard of. Um which I sort of as much as I'm not a horror person at all, I sort of respect that. Like the fact
3: Oh, you gotta you have to. You have to. I mean if he was just in it for the, you know, whatever uh, but uh, the dude genuinely yep. loves that shit, and I mean, uh, I, uh, my head's I off I don't like horror movies like that at all, but I made a point to dude.
1: listen to every single one of those when he did that, and I plan on listening to this year's as well. Um, so I still haven't... Uh, I will freely admit that, that that President's thing that he and Brendan did on 4th of July, I still haven't listened to that because they're too goddamn long. uh
3: Well, you know, I didn't listen to it, first off, because I'm not American. Second of all, because it's just way too long. And third of all, it would just be, you know, a time out of my life that I would never be able to get back. And I know they wouldn't pay me money to listen to to that thing, but maybe eventually, you know, you never know. But I applaud them. Like, that thing was, off. like, when I heard that, when I saw they were going to do that, I was like,
0: dude, nobody... I don't think anyone ever did that.
1: that. I mean, that's... You know, ranking the presidents—that's a completely new idea that I'd never heard of. I mean, that's that's you know that that that's the
3: thing. You know that that screams yep. patriotism on uh, July the Fourth. I mean, we have for an eleven-hour sure, flight I
1: mean, to be coming just up. Did, Maybe man. I'll bring my iPod and listen to that on the plane. Um, so, yeah.
0: Hey,
1: man. Uh, there's, there's, All right,
3: guys, yeah, there's well, this an idea. That's perfect time, actually. Yeah.
1: Yeah, well, this and is going to to kill, so. I think, probably the the week after I get back from Greece and stuff. And I will be, from the for the week of the 17th, well, we're, we're coming back on the 18th, and then the 18th to the 23rd I'll be home but not working. So we'll have time to do all kinds of stuff if we want. Um, I know Justin and I are planning on, uh, before I leave, we're planning on doing uh, a review of the... Of the first two episodes of the new Quantum Leap, which Quantum I was very.
3: Uh, yeah. I am I may join in on that. Uh, just let me know because I, I like the uh, I started yep. watching that and I liked the second episode first. It'll not so Tuesday much. Tuesday night. Probably but the second episode was pretty
1: good, Eastern. actually. I don't know what that is for you guys anymore. Um, but yeah, we're going to do that. We're going to do that.
2: 1 a.m. 2 a.m. If you
1: want to send me some notes 1, on yeah, I, Justin
3: Smith 7. 7. and uh, yeah, I'll probably send you notes because I'll I'll be
1: sleeping. Uh, I, don't, I don't know where I'll be we'll, during that time. We'll probably or, uh, we'll
3: have,
2: and we're probably sleeping. Gonna definitely it, it, sleeping.
3: Well, if you're doing that this week, you know, I know uh, I'll definitely be uh, actually uh, Monday on Tuesday night. I'm actually gonna be doing night shift, but uh. If that's if that's this nice. Monday on Tuesday, uh, like tomorrow I know we are
1: working we're working on two towers. Um I know we were we're gonna try to get these things out before Rings of Power ends. I don't know how possible that is right now. <laughs> um so we're I have watched the last two, so we can at least, you know hope to get those out in the next couple weeks. Um Well, it's all up to and Sarah, I as we previously mentioned, because, you know... We have the werewolf by night thing hits and
0: the week. Andor has still got... And Andor go is also there. Andor has got, like, eight episodes left.
2: 12. Four episodes drop. I don't know how many episodes he has. Yeah, they're doing... They're, do- they're doing... Oh, um, that's a
0: lot. Two 12 I didn't think they would do
1: that many. Andor. That's basically already been disclosed. Um, huh. And then, like, they made Diego Luna made a big deal oh, about, after Andor, right. I'm not going to play this character anymore. And it's like, the character's dead, dude. What else were you going to do?
0: You know? Yeah, you can't really play him anymore.
3: Oh, yeah. that dude. Oh, yeah, he's, I mean, that he's dude great. is going mean, to get no, jobs that. in Hollywood nowadays. I just think I mean, that, he,
1: that he made some kind of statement, like, he's I'm not going to play this character anymore. After he's this, amazing. It's like, where else is there to go? Like,
0: yeah, exactly. Like your character dies in Rogue One. Come on, and we'll reconvene.
1: We'll reconvene in a couple weeks. Maybe we'll have Justin on. And we'll talk later. Um, Yeah, I would think the next one will be the next two episodes because I'm gonna be gone for about a week or so. So we'll do the next two next time. Um. So yeah. And I think that's probably better because then if we did three again, then we'll have three and then there's only one left. So we might as well split it out two a piece for the next couple. Um, yep. Yep.
2: All right, yeah. boys. Later. Yeah, dude, two, two,
0: two. Later, dude.